Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Numbers 22. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that we can count on you, that you do not change, that you will keep your promises. We pray that we will not try to make you change when we desire something different, but that we would go your way. We know your way is best. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Numbers 22. The Israelites set out and they encamped on the desert plateau of Moab, across from Jericho, beyond the Jordan. Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel did to the Amorites, and Moab was very terrified in the presence of the people, because they were numerous, and Moab dreaded the presence of the Israelites. And Moab said to the elders of Midian, Now the crowd will lick up all around us like a bull devours the grass of the field. And Balak, son of Zippor, was king of Moab at that time. He sent messengers to Balaam, son of Beor, at Pithor, which is by the river, in the land of the children of his people, to summon him, saying, Look, a people went out from Egypt. Look, they cover the surface of the land. They are about to dwell opposite me. Now please, go, curse this people for me, because they are stronger than me. Perhaps I will be able to strike them and drive them out from the land, because I know whomever you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian went with a fee for divination in their hand. They came to Balaam and spoke the words of Balak to him. He said to them, Spend the night here, and I will return, and I will return word to you, just as Yahweh speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam, and God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent word to me. Look, a people went out from Egypt. Look, they cover the surface of the land. Now go, curse them for me. Perhaps I will be able to attack them and drive them out. God said to Balaam, You will not go with them. You will not curse the people, because they are blessed. Balaam got up in the morning, and he said to the princes of Balak, Go to your land, because Yahweh refused to allow me to go with you. The princes of Moab got up and went to Balak, and they said, Balaam refused to come with us. Balak again sent many princes, who were more honored than the former. They came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, son of Zippor, Please let nothing keep you from coming to me, because I will surely honor you greatly, and all that you say to me I will do. Please, come, curse this people for me. Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Even though Balak gives to me his house full of silver and gold, I am not able to go beyond the command of Yahweh my God to do a little or a lot. And now, please, you also stay here the night, And let me find out again what Yahweh will say with me. And God came to Balaam at night, and he said to him, If the men have come to call you, get up and go with them. But only the word that I will speak to you, you will do. So Balaam got up in the morning and saddled his donkey, and he went with the princes of Moab. But God became angry because he was going, And the angel of Yahweh stood in the road as an adversary to him. He was riding on his donkey, and two servants were with him. The donkey saw the angel of Yahweh standing in the road with his sword drawn in his hand. 
and the donkey turned aside from the road and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back to the road. The angel of Yahweh stood in a narrow path of the vineyards, with a wall on either side. When the donkey saw the angel of Yahweh, she pressed herself into the wall, and she pressed the foot of Balaam into the wall, so he struck her again. Then the angel of Yahweh went further ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was not a way to turn aside to the right or left. When the donkey saw the angel of Yahweh, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam became angry, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Yahweh opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What did I do to you that you struck me these three times? Balaam said to the donkey, Because you made a mockery of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden all your life until this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? He said, No. Then Yahweh exposed the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of Yahweh standing in the road with his sword drawn in his hand, and he bowed down and worshipped to his face. The angel of Yahweh said to him, Why have you struck this donkey three times? Look, I have come out as an adversary because your conduct is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from my face, then I would have killed you and kept her alive. Balaam said to the angel of Yahweh, I have sinned because I did not know that you were standing to meet me in the road. Now, if it is displeasing to you, I will turn back. The angel of Yahweh said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only the word that I will speak to you. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him by the city of Moab, which was on the boundary of Arnon at the end of the territory. And Balak said to Balaam, Did I not urgently send to meet with you? Why did you not come to me? Am I really not able to honor you? Balaam said to Balak, Look, I came to you now. Am I really able to speak anything at all? I speak the word that God puts in my mouth. Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kiriath Huzzath. And Balak sacrificed cattle and sheep, and he sent them to Balaam and to the princes who were with him. And it happened in the morning, Balak took Balaam and took him up to Bamoth Baal, and he saw from there the end of the nation. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The Israelites are just across the Jordan from the Promised Land now, so they are about to receive the land God promised to Abraham. The Moabites and Midianites are worried about the Israelites living so close to them, and since they are not able to fight the Israelites directly, they decide to try another way, to hire someone to curse them. So Balak, the king of Moab, along with Midian, sends for Balaam. Pethor was by the Euphrates River. So this would have been a journey of multiple weeks in those days. So the messengers arrive at Balaam's house and give him the message, requesting that he come and curse Israel. Balak says that he knows that whoever Balaam curses is cursed, and whoever Balaam blesses is blessed. The Bible specifically mentions they took money with them to pay Balaam. So this is a business transaction to them. Balaam says he has to get word from Yahweh. So that night, Yahweh tells him that Israel is blessed, so Balaam must not curse them. So Balaam sends the messengers away. It just says that he told them Yahweh refused to allow him to go. So not the full message that Israel is blessed. 
After several weeks, when the messengers return to Balak, he is upset and sends more important people to ask Balaam again. So they arrive with the message that there's a lot of money in this deal. Balaam says he can still only do what Yahweh says, but he will ask Yahweh again. So that night, Yahweh says he can go with the men, but he must only speak what Yahweh tells him to speak. Well, that was good enough for Balaam. He was off on the road the next morning, probably thinking the money was as good as his now. But God was not pleased and sent an angel against Balaam. The angel first just stood in the path and the donkey went off the road to get around. Balaam beat the donkey and they went on. Then the angel stood where there wasn't a way off the path, so the donkey moved to the edge against a wall which pressed Balaam's foot against the wall, so he beat the donkey again. Finally, the angel stood in a narrow spot, so there was no going around, and the donkey stopped and lay down. Balaam was furious. He was supposed to be super important, and he was with all these super important people trying to look good in front of them, and his donkey was making him look foolish, so he beat the donkey. And God allowed the donkey to speak in Balaam's language and ask him why he was beating her. And Balaam talked to her. Finally, Yahweh opened Balaam's eyes so that he saw the angel, and I guess his anger disappeared immediately, and he offered to go back, but the angel says he may go on, but only speak what Yahweh gives him to speak. So finally, he arrives in Moab, and Balak asks Balaam why he didn't come the first time. Balaam doesn't give a full answer, but just says, well, he's there now, but he can only say what Yahweh tells him. I assume he is still hoping that Yahweh will let him say something that will still get him paid. And now for a deeper dive. Why did Yahweh tell Balaam he could go and then send an angel to block his path? Would God ever do that to us? Tell us one thing and then get in the way? Does God change his mind? Actually, that is the point of this story. God made a promise to Abraham. Those who bless you are blessed, and God has put that blessing on the Israelites. So is God going to change his mind because Balak pays Balaam to curse Israel? Obviously, the answer is no. God doesn't go back on his promise. So God told Balaam these people are blessed. But Balaam doesn't want to accept that answer. Balaam is trying to change God's mind. And Balaam thinks he is changing God's mind. So God is impressing on Balaam that Balaam cannot go against God. God is going to use Balaam's rebellion against God to get glory for himself. So, do we ever try to get God to change? Are there things we see in the Bible that we want a different answer? We are all tempted to want God to change. But if we start thinking we can change God, a donkey is smarter than we are. And truly, we wouldn't want God to change. Because his way is best. Our way isn't. So, not only does this story prove that God keeps his promises and doesn't change his mind, it also proves that God has a sense of humor. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.